Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, January 31st. Fish slappers. Today's scripture reading is found in Jonah chapter 3, verse 1 from the message translation, which reads, Up on your feet and on your way to the big city of Nineveh. Preach to them. They're in a bad way, and I can't ignore it any longer. This is God's word. So, just how bad were the Assyrians? As Peterson renders God's summation, they were in a bad way. Though, let it be noted, technically this diagnosis is not repeated in this second sending. God just says, go and say what I tell you to say. But since it's clear the diagnosis hasn't changed, but probably only worsened, it's certainly appropriate to repeat it here. So, how bad was bad? First note that the word translated bad, or more traditionally wicked, but not with the frequent modern usage where wicked means essentially awesome, note that this is the basic Hebrew word ra. Actually, let's change the spelling of that because R-H-A spells a cheer in English, and this would be more of a sneer than a cheer. Let's make it raw, R-A-W, because that actually fits the feel of the Hebrew word. Raw is what is ruined, generally because it's been broken. In fact, raw backs it up to the sound of something being violently broken. Raw is the loud and brash sound of a violent, sickening crash with the resulting brokenness strewn all over the road, making that road impassable for everyone else. Think of a reckless, speeding driver filled with road rage. Hear the sounds of his profanity, his shouts, his clamor, and then witness the following collision cause a fatal multi-car pileup that halts traffic in every direction and leaves broken vehicles and scattered body parts all over the highway. Now, welcome to Raw. Welcome to Nineveh. The classic VeggieTales movie based on Jonah in the 90s cast the rawness of the Ninevites as rude fish slappers. That's because it was a family movie. The real story of the rawness of the Ninevites? Try reading the online article entitled, The Assyrians, The Appalling Lords of Torture. You can read it in its entirety at medium.com backslash lessons from history backslash Assyrians torture. I think I just Googled atrocities of Assyria or Assyrian atrocities. But here are some highlights. The Assyrians created an enormous empire. They mastered the art of war. Unfortunately for their enemies, the Assyrians mastered also torture techniques, and they bragged about it. The Assyrians depicted the torture in great detail on the walls of the imperial palaces. They created tablets containing every single punishment the Assyrian army carried out. They cut off the limbs, gouged out the eyes, and then left those poor victims to roam around. Those poor people would then serve as a living reminder of the Assyrians' cruelty. The Assyrians were proud of the mass executions. They loved to impale their victims on large stakes. 
Such sights instilled terror and fear into the rest of the population. For the Assyrian kings, it was a showcase of their power. The stake was driven into the body under the ribs, and not well, through the anus as is customary in the medieval ages. The victim's weight caused the spikes to protrude deeper and deeper into the body. The slow death was terrifying. That's right, you were still alive when they began the process of impaling. Although impalement was the Assyrian preference, they also invented crucifixion, just to increase their cruelty a bit more. The Assyrians were fond of flaying the rebel leaders. The flaying process would start at the buttocks, thighs, or lower legs. They would cut the skin in strips and pull it off the living victim. The victim's skin was hung in a visible place as a reminder for the rest of the citizens. I let the leaders of the conquered cities be flayed and clad the city walls with their skins. Writes Assyrian king Ashurnaziripal II, that's 883 through 859 BC, just a century before Jonah's time. Soldiers decapitated the defeated enemies and built pyramids out of their heads. The Assyrians also decorated trees with the heads of their enemies. One of the Assyrian accounts even boasts of the necklace made of severed heads. Amputations of limbs, blinding, castrating, and burning people alive. The Assyrians were very creative about their brutality. They would cut off legs, arms, noses, tongues, ears, and testicles. They would gouge out the eyes of their prisoners. They would burn small children alive. The Assyrian army was a professional army and it was well organized. So their cruelty and brutality were systematic. The Assyrian kings used brutality as a weapon. They bragged about their cruelty, regarded it as their divine right. I entered that city. Its inhabitants I slaughtered like lambs, writes Assyrian king Ashurbanipal in 668 through 631 BC, a century after Jonah. So much for any lasting impact from Jonah's revival. Eventually, the article concludes, the extreme cruelty backfired. The Assyrian Empire, weakened by the constant war, was attacked by many enemies. The Assyrians were vanquished, and nobody missed them. So, not so much fish slappers as flesh flayers. Now, to be fair, I just finished reading about Joshua cutting off the toes of vanquished Canaanite kings. And of course, the Israelites under Joshua, according to that history, also indiscriminately slaughtered entire populations like lambs. Brutal times. It would just seem the Assyrians took that brutality to a whole new systematic, normalized level. Though perhaps it was not so much the brutality that offended Jonah's sensibilities. It was no doubt the fact that brutality was ultimately aimed at his own people and land and the fact that he really, really wanted to see them get a taste of their own medicine. But enough fish slapping for today, and flesh flaying. Fish slapping with a triple dose of unimaginable brutality right here in your morning devotions. Wicked. You're welcome. Shall we move on to better fare, or even the more excellent way? As you pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, 
What do you do with such galling examples of man's inhumanity to man? Where is God and justice in the midst of it all? Why does it often seem to take so long for God to respond to such barbarism? What is our response in the midst of it? How do we move on to better fare in a wide world filled with far too much of it? Overwhelmed, Lord. No, overwhelmed isn't strong enough. Actually, no words seem strong enough, staring down the barrel of such barbarism, such brutality. Beholding the brutality of the Assyrian kings, I join with King Theoden. So much death. What can men do against such reckless hate? Love. Everlasting, divine love that cannot be quenched by many waters. Scandalous, unstoppable, life-giving love. Fill me to the brim with it, when the cruelties of this world would take the heart of me. Fill me to the brim with a yet more excellent way of love that has and will have the ultimate final word in this world. Through your mercies.